This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Minneapolis mayhem. What we have seen in terms of looting is unacceptable. Targeting Twitter. We're here today to defend free speech. Vets in crisis. Our number one clinical priority right now is suicide prevention. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. Protesters set fire to a police precinct in Minneapolis. President Trump tweeted they were thugs dishonoring the memory of George Floyd and wrote, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And Mr. Trump called the city's mayor, Jacob Fry, weak. Weakness is refusing to take responsibility for your own actions. Weakness is pointing your finger at somebody else during a time of crisis. Twitter says the president broke its rules and the tweet glorified violence, but the company did not remove it. CBS's Jeff Pegues in Minneapolis says protesters swarmed the police station that's home to the officers involved in the deadly encounter with Floyd earlier this week. The mayor, Jacob Fry, ordered police to abandon the building as at first hundreds, then a thousand descended on the site. Protesters remained, throwing wood and other debris, feeding the fire that burned out of control for hours. The mayor last night defended his decision to let the precinct burn. The symbolism of a building cannot outweigh the importance of life. Earlier, protesters outside a Target store nearby St. Paul destroyed the windows of a police vehicle and used shopping carts as weapons forcing customers inside to evacuate. Longtime community activist Spike Moss, who has called for calm, says this is what happens to a community without answers. They're tired of being oppressed, being misused, being abused, being murdered at will. A CNN crew was arrested by Minneapolis police during it all. The governor has apologized for that. The anger over Floyd's death brought people into the streets of other major cities last night. Police. No In Milwaukee, Phoenix... 
A New York City demonstration took place despite pandemic rules limiting gatherings to 10 people or less. It was also an ugly night in Louisville. Police used tear gas. Seven people were wounded by gunfire during a protest over the fatal police shooting of a black woman in her home back in March. Brianna Taylor was a 26-year-old EMT shot eight times. Her family has sued the police department. President Trump's overnight tweet about Minneapolis and Twitter's response just intensifies a battle between the two that took a new turn just hours earlier. The president says he's fed up with social media companies who he insists are biased against conservatives. You think that's fair? Twitter classifies the term illegal alien as hate speech. The executive order he signed targets the liability protection that prevents social media sites from being sued for what their users post. They have a shield. They're not going to have that shield. Legal experts say it's not clear how the president on his own can erode a law that's been on the books for 24 years. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. Mr. Trump says he plans to make an announcement about China today. There are indications he might detail new sanctions and expel thousands of Chinese graduate students. There have been trade tensions between the two countries for months and verbal sparring about Hong Kong. Washington State says it's recovered $300 million paid to criminals who use stolen information to file fake claims for unemployment benefits. The crime prevented this man and many others from rightfully getting help. Once you get through and you wait for an hour and they tell you, I'm not going to open your case, I'm not going to transfer you, goodbye. Do you know how heartbreaking that is? This has happened in other states. Authorities say the fraud ring is based in West Africa. The nation's capital is starting to reopen. Beginning today, the coronavirus stay-at-home order there is replaced by the first phase of a reopening plan. Non-essential businesses can get going again. Curbside pickup at a lot of places will be the order of the day. Restaurants with outdoor seating can open up on a limited basis. Four neighboring counties in Virginia are taking similar steps. The Secretary of Veterans Affairs tells CBS News that suicide prevention is the agency's top priority with many vets isolated during the pandemic. Here's CBS's Steve Futterman. For many vets with mental health struggles, the COVID-19 crisis has brought on new demons. When the lockdown did happen, you know, it stripped him from everything he knew. He couldn't do his public speaking. Crystal Franchosi is talking about her ex-husband, Marine Corporal Rory Hamill. He had been through previous struggles, losing a leg in Afghanistan, but he overcame that, became a mentor for others. Then in April, it became difficult again. He wrote, my own personal hell has been reignited. He took his own life. It was a single gunshot wound to his head. Robert Wilkie is the Secretary of Veterans Affairs. It is the fear of continued isolation in many of these cases that makes these problems compound themselves. And calls to the VA's Veterans Crisis Line are up 10%. Correspondent Sam Litzinger has the closing edition of our series on radio, a medium that's adeptly changed with the times. Celebrating a century of sound. I'm biased, of course, because I work in it, but I think radio has been one of the great cultural forces in American life. And you're to be my guest tonight in the mysterious circle of the inner sanctum. Gunsmoke, the story of the violence that moved westward with young America. The story of one man... In its early days, it took us overseas for live reports on World War II, one of the most important events in history. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air. President Roosevelt has just announced. Later, it gave us the music we'll remember for the rest of our lives.
It's a safe bet that no matter what technological and cultural changes are still to come, radio, in some form or other, will always be with us. CBS News and the National Press Club. I'm Sam Litzinger. We say farewell this morning to one of the great radio voices after 35 years on WBBM Chicago, Felicia Middlebrooks. She's going to devote her time now to projects in the works at her production company. There have been a lot of stories about unique graduation ceremonies during the pandemic. CBS's Matt Piper has the tale of a grad at Fullerton College. A stage was set up in the front yard of Jack Rico's home in La Mirada, California, where proud friends and family were cheering on his accomplishment from their cars. Unlike most peers his age, Rico was not celebrating the end of his middle school career. He finished with four associate's degrees last weekend. At just 13 years old, he credits his success to hard work. You never just know everything. You have to study day and night. He'll next head to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas to possibly study screenwriting. You want to go out for dinner, Steven Spielberg? All right. Matt Piper, CBS News. The coronavirus claimed the Scripps National Spelling Bee this year, but a competition organized by former spelling combatants was held on Zoom. The 14-year-old New Jersey boy won it. That's the Roundup, produced by Paul Ferry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.